home of the popular KWEB Internet uh, China ETF that's just been getting blasted here. Brendan, is there any relief in sight? Well, certainly we've had a, a, a extreme amount of negative news, both from the uh, China regulatory side, the U.S. regulatory side. You know, the hedge fund Archegos was invested in uh, five of its 10 stocks were U.S. listed Chinese companies. We have U.S.-China political rhetoric. At the same time, you know, next Tuesday morning after the Hong Kong close, we have Alibaba reporting. They've decided to release their earnings two weeks earlier than when they reported last year. So we're certainly hoping that they've got some good news to share for us. So can the fundamental uh, underpinning, uh, you know, put a, can it stymie things? Can Alibaba have the power and the numbers uh, to stabilize this, do you think? Well, I, I think despite the ongoing uh, regulation, the worries about regulation, both U.S. and China, the Q4 earnings reported in February were outstanding. Uh, the May uh, Q1 earnings were very, very strong. Uh, you know, Alibaba literally just released their uh, their annual report. They did, you know, $109 billion of revenue last year. So I think, I think the fundamental valuations in KWeb we're at a PE of under 20 today versus a five-year average of 27. The PEG ratio is down below 0.8. And relative to U.S. internet, that PE is 45 and a PEG in over two. So, so you know, you've got, you know, you extreme valuations on, on the U.S. side, extreme discounts on the China side. And the, I think we're seeing a lot of buying in KWeb because of people buying the dip on that, that valuation disparity. So how do the volumes right now look? I mean, or flows rather in particular, can you give me an idea of what's been happening or are people running away from this? Do you see flows going down, coming in? Can you give us an idea here how the, uh, that volume and that flow is following along with the price action? So, so investors are buying the dip, uh, Oliver. We've seen over 200 million of net inflow over the last week alone. Wow. Year to date, we've had 2.7 billion of net inflow. And if you look at the options in KWeb, you know, just today you've got 141,000 call contracts versus 87,000 put contracts, which is in line with what we've seen. We've seen people buying calls just saying it's it's the sediment is weighing on on these companies. The fundamentals, the operations of the company are, are doing fine. We just need a catalyst to get things going. Hmm. So net inflows over the period you said of how many weeks there? So over over the last single week, it's over 200 million. Year to date is uh, 2.7 billion. Wow. Okay. So the the money's still coming in the ETF. I mean, if you bought it over the past month, you're, you're still down as it's dropped. But you're saying here people are trying to use this as an opportunity to go long term. Uh, Brendan, uh, what about the intensity with which the Chinese state now is cracking down uh, on? I mean, we were just talking education companies yesterday. We had a guest on saying that these things are just going uh, that a good portion of them might well just disappear that aren't going to make it uh, if the smaller players are not going to make it through this is that going to have lasting impact i mean the potential for growth is it ever going to be as good as it was you know three four five years ago for a stock like an alibaba or a, a big china company I mean, Alibaba, you know, like many of the companies within KWeb are at, you know, significant, significant discounts from evaluation. I'd say again, you know, you have to look at the earnings, the Q1 earnings 
uh, reported in May were outstanding. The Q4 earnings reported in May were strong. It's it's the sediment. Now, on after-school tutoring, um, you, know, you have to understand the rationale. It's easy to say, oh, this is just China doing whatever they want. 25% of all urban family income was spent on after-school tutoring, according to a mainland media source. So China is trying to address its low birth rates. They're trying to figure out what are the ways to provide incentives to raise the birth rate. And if 25% of, of urban family income is going to after-school tutoring, that explains the rationale for why they've decided to take that tutoring away from for-profit companies and put it under the purview of public schools. It eliminates one of the things that is keeping keeping Chinese families from having more kids. So we might not like like it, but but there is a rationale behind it. Hmm. So I like to, I mean, hey, the rationale here, I mean, is we just saw a period in which uh, these e-commerce and Internet companies had extraordinary uh, numbers on the bottom line, this amount of demand. Is it a potential risk that if that growth rate from a COVID period for Internet plays is going to be hard to match? I mean, we kind of saw that even for the software companies here in the U.S. The software ETFs are still sitting below their all-time highs. The idea here that maybe these companies now are profitable, but their growth rate slows. Uh, do we need to see some surprises on the top line side? I mean, is uh, regulatory relief, will it be enough? Or are we going to need to see these companies start to say, hey, we can keep up like the COVID growth pace? I think one of one of the important things about following China is that because it's they're further ahead of the rest of the world, it's almost like a tell in poker. We can kind of see what's happening in China to know what will play out in, in the West and other areas as we come out of out of uh, the pandemic stage. Hmm. And that's where we've seen investors return back to growth, that the habits that were formed during the quarantine are sticking. And I just think about myself, you know, I wasn't a big Netflix users prior to the pandemic, but I'm, I'm not gonna get rid of it post pandemic. Just now you're addicted. I, you know, Ted Lasso, it's it's a great show. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna watch it. Uh, but you know, my wife, you know, she's learned to love Amazon. And, and, and we've seen that happen in China, that we're seeing the user data for the companies within K-Web remain robust. And I think, I think that's where we think top line growth going into the calendar year Q2, which again, kicks off with Alibaba uh, next Tuesday morning, um, is apt to show strong top line growth. We, we think because of the competitive nature between the companies within K-Web, there's gonna be some investment. We might see margins come down a touch that, that's going to affect net income and EPS, but but we're looking forward to top line growth within KWeb uh, uh, portfolio.